0: So this past week in Houston, it has been raining, tropical storms, like um, we get here, they're, they're ferocious, they're, they're um, um, intimidating, they make us worry about flooding and lightning, and I was sitting with my son in a mid-morning Zoom, he was on one side of the table and I was on the other, we were in, in each in our own Zoom meetings, Uh, earlier in the week when this lightning flashed that was just blinding and Into our living room um, It didn't go in but it was just so bright and so strong that we both jumped and We were shaking a little bit and we looked at our little dog who though big for a chihuahua, he's 18 pounds, um, obviously mixed with something, he, he he's a little dog. So, um, my son ran and got the weighted blanket, and um, i I took it and I gathered the dog in his arms and I pretended like it was he who was trembling and getting comfort by holding him. I, too, was Trembling, nature and the force of things beyond our control—when they are beyond our control—are um, very frightening. Leaves us in fear and trembling, like some of the the scripture passages today. The sacrifice of Isaac. I know underneath it all, the message is that we are to be generous with God, with all that we have that is most precious to us, because God has been so generous to us, but it it makes me physically ill every time I hear that section of Scripture. Then we get Paul, who's talking about sin, and he's talking about our natural limitations and it just seems like there's not a ton of hope for humanity to act well, although he is calling for us to be our best selves, even with our natural limitations. And then we get to the Gospel, which is a short piece About how to receive the people of God but it's preceded by how they are rejected and so that last line especially of giving a cold drink of water to the little ones is such a comfort especially if you put it in the context of the fear and rejection that the disciples, the missionaries of Christ were feeling. That cold cup of water might feel like a a blanket around you in a scary storm, a relief, a a sense of, um, of comfort and a refreshment. The gospel is about hospitality and the core, uh, that, how central it is, what a core component hospitality is to the Christian life. Jesus sent the missionaries out. Jesus sent his friends out. Jesus went out. The Apostle Paul went and, and started communities of faith all over, and we are called to go out to witness and work to the grace and mercy of God and for the grace and mercy of Christ, to seek and serve Christ in each other. And what does that mean, though, in a time of COVID-19? Not only were the storms ferocious this past week, but the spread and the rise of COVID-19 was also ferocious. Our increases are becoming worse than New York. We'll be at capacity if we aren't already by by the end of this day. I don't know how many new cases we will have how are we hospitable when we're in fear and trembling when all we want to do is hide and the best thing to do for each other is to metaphorically wrap ourselves up in weighted blankets and stay home what is a cold cup of water in the middle of a spike in pen in a pandemic I'm not going to answer that for each and every one of you I want to give you just a couple of examples of how I have received hospitality, spiritual, generous hospitality I was very late in returning a phone call to somebody it wasn't a crisis but it was an important issue that I needed to speak with them about and after explaining why it took so long to get back the person said well how can I help you and I just said you, you just did by being patient how can you be patient with each other in your differences because you all don't think alike in your isolation because we do need to stay home as much as we can in your care of one another i called to make an appointment and um i had uh to, to a, for for one of my sons and the person on the phone was just as as um, i'm not going to say rude but just kind of as irritated as can be and i could have responded back with irritation and i began to but then i thought god only knows what she had to do to get to work today so i was like just let's start again we had some of those conversations in our anti-racism workshop a couple weeks ago as well one of The people in that conversation said, when I do mess up and um, perpetuate a microaggression against an African-American person, what can I do? The answer is not to hide. The answer is to learn and to advocate. I'm going to bring up St. John's Lafayette Square again. I spent eight years of my life there. I got married there. My kids were baptized there. And they were once again, the Episcopal Church in Lafayette Square, right across from the White House, was once again vandalized this week. And the columns, the big white columns that are sort of a signature of the architecture and of the church were uh, spray painted on. And, um, and it looked bad. Again, the rector and the people of the church and their allies in the, in the community organizations that are working for anti-racist causes and an anti-racist future did not bemoan the expression of frustration. They made a statement together talking about how the focus needed to be on what could not be fixed by, spray, by painting, could not be easily fixed by just painting those columns again. But the focus needed to remain on the hard work of undoing racism and dismantling a system that has hurt so many for so long. They are also going to be recipients of some barriers there for other reasons. And so there's always a balance, right? There's always a balance. But I admire my colleague there for really, while loving his church and the building and that sacred space that means a lot to a lot of people, keeps the focus on what really matters, on handing cold cups of waters to the prophets of our time, to the missionaries of our time, to the prophets of values of the kingdom of God. Recently, a colleague of mine reminded me of an interchange between Maya Angelou and someone at one of her uh, speeches, her talks, and um, she asked, the person said, I am a Christian, and kind of repeated it on, a couple of times, and she said, really? And the person said, yes, and she said, really? And the person said yes again, she said, because, because that's a bold statement. I say I'm trying to be a Christian. And I believe that's what we're called to in terms of humility and hospitality, and with fear and trembling, doing what is right for our world, trying to be Christ like, trying to be Christian, trying to do the next right thing in a world that needs as much grace and mercy as it can drink, amen.